Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast with Dr. David O. Ogaga. We continue with weeping acknowledging of teeth. But tonight I want to concentrate on cast out into outer darkness. I want to emphasize that tonight. Defining for us what is darkness and what it means to be cast out. Those are going to be my emphasis tonight. Now, to start with, in the book of First John chapter 1, verse number 5, the Bible says, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Now, remember, we're talking about the people that are cast into outer darkness. And with simple understanding, if you are not in God, then you are in darkness. Right? Amen? Okay, let me read another scripture that will confirm that. First John chapter 2. Let's look at verse 9. First John 2 verse 9. And then verse 2, verse 11, or those two scriptures. He that said he is in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. Then verse 11, First John 2. But he that hated his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth neither whither he goeth because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Right? Now, the understanding is if you are in darkness, you're living a type of life that is opposite to the life of God. Very simple. Is that okay? Good. So, darkness, like I'm trying to be explaining to us from the beginning of this study, is not actually referring to our common belief about the issue of hell being the place where men are cast into. And I try to illustrate that to you from the parable of the bride and the bridegroom. Is that okay? That we're having the feast. Remember that. The feast was in the house, but whoever is not in the house is in darkness. Don't share in fellowship with Christ. So the scripture is saying if you are in God and God is light, then you cannot walk in darkness. Is that all right? Okay. Let's try to look at something very important. Uh, like the Lord spoke to Jesus about and let's take it from Act chapter 26, um, Act 28 rather. Act 28. Act 28. Uh, Jesus was commissioning Paul. So let's look at verse 16. Act 28, verse 16. And Jesus is speaking to Paul and say, Rise and stand upon their feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen. And of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, verse 17, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. Now I want you to note very well who the Lord is sending him to. I'm delivering you from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. Who is he sending him to? The Gentiles. Okay. Verse 18. 
to open their eyes and to turn them from what? Darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may have received forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Is that okay? To open their eyes. Deliver them from darkness. To open their eyes. Understand. It means the Gentiles now, watch this. It means the Gentiles are all were in darkness. As compared to the Israelites. Act 26, 28. Did you get that? 26, right, I said. I'm sorry. Act 26. Are you there now? Act 26, I'm sorry. Not 28. Okay. So now, they are in darkness. That is as compared to the Israelite. Now, why is it idea in darkness? Because the scripture made us to understand they are without God in the world. Now, we can read that from Ephesians 2. Let's look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse number 11. Are you there? Therefore, remember that ye be in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called on circumcision, but that which is called the circumcision of the flesh, made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. Are you there? Being aliens from what? The commonwealth of Israel, and stranger from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. So, they are without God in the world means they are in darkness because God is light. Did you get that? Now, now they were not in any, any, any hole. They were not in any pit. But they were in darkness. Why were they in darkness? Because they were without God. And first John said God is light. So if you are not with God, you are in darkness. Oh, come on. I'm sure you are beginning to get it now. So if you are cast out into outer darkness, it means you are disfellowshipped from God. Amen. And that, that gives you a perfect understanding of what we shared last week. How that the man that came in without a garment was cast into outer darkness. How many of you understand that? Meaning, the man had no fellowship and cannot share fellowship with Christ, who is the bridegroom. Praise the Lord. Okay? Again, let's see where this darkness is actually manifested. Where is it manifested? Let's see. As far as the Gentile situation was concerned. They were without God. They were without hope. They will have no promise in the world. They are without Christ. So they were in darkness. So if you are without Christ, you are just in darkness. Is that okay? Understand. I was sharing with somebody Tuesday who came in for counseling. And I made the person understand. And it's something that we need to talk about some other time. But the point is, it takes a belief to live life. But it takes you also to believe in a particular thing. So you can either believe in, there are only three things you can believe in in this world. Only three things. To live, to survive, you need to believe only in one of these three things. There is no neutral ground in terms of belief. You cannot say, I'm a free thinker. 
you're deceiving yourself. You still believe in something. What are the three things you can believe into? You can believe into satanic worship, Jew, I mean, Jew, Jew, Shrine, whatever. You can believe into that. Or you can believe into Christ. Or you can believe yourself. When you say you are a free thinker, automatically you are saying, I can do all things by myself. I don't need God and not in shrine. So you are still believing something. You are not a free thinker. You are believing something. But what you believe is determined by the choice you made. Is that okay? Good. So now, if you believe in Christ, your state of mind reflects light. Now, if you believe in the worship of idols, your state of mind reflects what? Darkness. Not just the point I'm raising now. <laughs> Are you there? Okay, let's look at that. As it affects the Gentiles. Now, remember, the Gentiles were without Christ, without God, without hope, not in the commonwealth of Israel, not in the promises of God that he made to Israel. So they were in darkness. But let's see, where does this reflect? Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 17. These I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that they hence from walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of where? Their minds. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. That's the point. So the darkness manifests where? In your heart. That's the point. So if you are cast into outer darkness, automatically you receive it an alienated heart, a darkened heart, a heart that cannot receive and reflect the life of God. That's what he's talking about. Amen? And ultimately it's all because you reject Christ, which is the light. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was, you know, understand that? I say, let there be light in the beginning. That was the word. If you reject Christ, automatically you are receiving darkness. By implication, what we're discussing, I'm going to make you see, have to do with the people who are supposed to be with the promises of God, but they end up rejecting the light of those promises of God, and then they were cast into a darkness. Meaning in their heart, they receive a spirit that cannot respond to God anymore. Is that okay? Okay, let's look at it. Let's begin to deal with the Gentiles. I'm still trying to define the darkness from the point of the Gentiles. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Let's look at verse 22. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered him, answered her a word. I mean, he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but to the lordship of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is on me to take the children's bread and to cast it to what? To dogs. What do we mean by this? <laughs> now, watch this. This is a Canaanite woman. Is that all right? She was not a Jew. 
So one of the, one of the I will explain it more, much later. But one of the, the, the names given to the Gentile nations is dogs. Okay? So now, okay, let me read that scripture just to prove that one more time. Look at Revelation 21. Dogs are the same thing with those who are not in the light. Same thing. Revelation 21 verse 22. Are you there? Bible says, And I saw no temple therein, therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb by the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun and of the moon to shine in it for the glory of the Lord, they lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Now move to Revelation 22 and verse 15. They shall bring their light into the city. They have no need of the sun or the moon. The Lamb is the light thereof. Revelation 22, verse 15. Are you there? Look at what it says. For without are, what? Dogs. Can you get that? Dogs and sorcerers and warmongers and murderers and idolaters and whoever loveth it and make it a lie. Without. What does that mean without? Outside of the city are what? Dogs. So Jesus said, I'm not saying I'm only saying to the lost tribe of Israel. It's not me to give the children bread to dogs. What he's trying to say? You are not in the commonwealth of Israel. Is that okay? And because you are not in the commonwealth of Israel, you are in darkness. <laughs> are you there with me? So the Gentiles were in darkness and they were referred to as dogs. Now, I want you to keep that at the back of your mind because it's very important. So, those outside of the city, which actually speaks for the kingdom, are both referred to as dogs and in darkness. Just like the Gentiles now. Is that okay? Don't you forget, we are dealing with being cast into what? Outer darkness. Alright. So, now we've been able to establish the fact that the Gentiles were in darkness because they were not in the commonwealth of Israel. In other words, they were not in the kingdom. They were not supposed to share the beauty, the glory, and the fellowship of those in the kingdom because they were Gentiles. Is that okay? All right. So now, who are those now that are actually cast into outer darkness from the language of Jesus? They shall be going to outer darkness, shall be waiting at gnashing of teeth. Now I want us to read some few parables, maybe two parables, and then I will explain. So let's get down to the book of Luke chapter 20. Look at a few parables, and I will explain. Who are the people that the scripture is saying shall be cast into outer darkness? Already we do know the Gentiles are in darkness, and God was going to send Paul to the Gentiles, and I'm sure to turn them away from darkness into light. That's what the Bible says. Is that okay? And the power of Satan. Okay. That they may have the faith that is in him. Okay. So Luke 20 verse 9. Then began to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and left it to husband made and went into a far country for a long time. And at the, at the season he sent a servant to the housemate that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. 
but the husband may beat him and send him away empty. And again he sent another servant, and they had the beat him also, and he treated him shamefully and sent him away empty. Now, how many of you remember what we said before? You beat the servant, you are caught in asunder. You remember this story? Hey. Okay. All right. Maybe check your books. Might be 24. We read that before. Is that okay? All right. Last 45 down. Okay, verse 12. And again he sent a third and he wounded him also and cast him out. Then said the Lord of the vineyard, what shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that they will receive him uh, when they see him. But when the husband saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir, the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and kill him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? Verse 16. He shall come and destroy those these husband made, and shall give the husband made, I mean the vineyard to others. Now listen to this. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. And he beheld them and said, What is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon the stone shall be broken, and on whom he shall fall, he shall be ground to powder. And the chief priest and the scribe, the same hour sought to lay hands on him, and they feared the people. Now look at that. For, are you there? They perceive that he has spoken this parable against them. Did you get that? They perceive. Now, if you take time to read all the parables of Jesus, there was a specific people he was addressing. All the parables were tailored towards the people. Is that okay? The husband, the vineyard is actually the kingdom of God, which has to do with the Jewish community. The people that he was sending that were killing were the prophets. Right? That he was sending to them. You send the prophet, they will kill them. You are the one that killed the prophet that I sent to you. How many of you remember that? So we send the son, the only son. Who is the only son now? Jesus. So who do you think Jesus was talking about? The Jewish people. Is that okay? Now they will kill the son and take the vineyard. What he's trying to say, okay, Jesus, and think that in killing Jesus thereafter, they will inherit the kingdom. Because there's the heir. They recognize him. There's the heir. So they knew that this parable was for them or against them. Okay, let's move on. Luke chapter 16. Luke 16. Let's look at verse 10. Luke 16 verse 10. It says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If you therefore have not been faithful in your righteous moment, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters for their, for either he hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Then look at 14. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, held these things, and they derided him. Praise the Lord. In other words, they were angry with him. He knew he was talking about them. <laughs> he knew the parable was about them. They knew he was talking about them. Is that okay? They derided him. But look at the next thing. And he said unto them, verse 15, Ye are they which justify yourself before men, but God knoweth your heart, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Verse 16. 
The law and the prophet were unto John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man pressed into it. I want you to see the connection now. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one title of the law to fail. Whosoever, look at verse 18, very interesting. Whosoever put away his wife and married another committed adultery, and whosoever married her that is put away from her husband committed adultery. Question What has married God to do with money matter? Jesus was just talking about money. Are you there with me? And the Pharisees who were covetous derided him. They were angry because he was addressing them. He launched from money matter and going into marriage. What's the connection? <laughs> I want to prove something to you. Is that okay? I know ministers don't quote this, but the truth is Jesus was speaking beyond the husband and wife in terms of marriage or something. But let me show you something. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Hallelujah. Romans 7, let's look at verse 1. Down. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law had dominion. For the woman which had an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband liveth, she shall be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law. So that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised, I mean, who is raised from the dead, that you we should bring forth what fruit unto who? Unto God. Did you get the picture? What he was just simply telling them is this. Look at, look at what you're doing. I'm supposed to be your husband now. The law that you are married to, that have dominion over. He said the law and the prophet were unto John. Follow the picture. Right from that, that the kingdom of God is being preached. I am the king of the kingdom. I came to establish his kingdom. You should lose yourself from the law and get married to me. But you are holding on to the one that is... Are you getting the picture? And so you are committing adultery. <laughs> are you getting what I'm talking about there? You just need to understand what Jesus was saying. He was addressing the people. Now tell me, what connection has money got to do with marriage? You see, that's why when you look at the languages of Jesus, which are parables, often and again, he was addressing the people specifically in relation to himself. I came to establish a kingdom, but you're still holding on to the old. In other words, I am supposed to be your husband, but you're having an affair with another person. Come on, are you sitting there with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, I want, you to I want to establish this fact that most of Jesus' sayings and stories were directed against the elite class. Okay, within Israel, which are the religious leaders, the very pure, the separated, those who felt they alone were the true Israelites. 
Hallelujah. You see, do you even know the word, the meaning of the word? I will explain more. But you know the meaning of the word Pharisee? Pharisee means separated. Huh? We are separated people. We are holy people. We are pure people. We can't be contaminated with other set of people. Separated. Pharisee. Is that okay? Now Jesus was actually addressing these people. Now, oh, I did mention before what it means to be cast out. Hmm? And like I said, when they took the word Pharisee, what they really mean to say is, we are separated, we are pure in doctrine and conduct as compared to other people. We are the best. <laughs> That's why they say we are Pharisee. Pure. No contamination. We are not like other people. Now, there is something very specific about the Pharisees that I want us to make you see. And this is very crucial in relation to the parables of Jesus. It was not only the Gentiles that were cast out. Now, I mean, if you remember that even in the temple, the Gentiles were not supposed to have fellowship with the Jewish people. Is that okay? There was a middle wall of partition that separated the Gentiles who are coming to worship. They can't get to the place where the Jewish people were. All right? So, in a sense, they were cast out from true worship. Is that all right? One thing again you need to understand about the Pharisee is it was not only the Gentiles that were cast out. They also do not have any dealing. In fact, they excluded the disabled, like the blind, the crippled, the deaf. No fellowship. Is that okay? Those with infectious disease such as leprosy, they were all outcast as far as the Pharisees were concerned. Then the Romans people, and especially if anybody is having anything to do with the Romans people, the Pharisees have no dealings with you. So somebody like um, 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 Matthew was in fact a bad egg as far as the Pharisees were concerned. Why? Because Matthew was a tax collector. His job was to collect tax for the Roman government. So the Jewish people I mean, the Pharisees, they also have to see somebody like Matthew to be what? An outcast. Now get this point. So when Jesus said, go get the lame, the blind, the sick, huh? the sinners. In fact, people like Matthew to the Pharisees was a sinner. That's the definition. So. I came for the lost, I came for sinners, I came for the blind, I came for the sick. Jesus is saying, all the segment of people that the Pharisees rejected are his people. Are you getting the picture? This is what he was doing. So you find that when he gave the parable, he said, go out into the street, get the blind, get the lame. Why was he specifying these people? Because these are the set of people that the Pharisees will have no fellowship with. We are too pure to see a man with blind eye. We are too pure to see a man with a deaf. We are too pure to see a man with, even if you are scratching your skin, we can share fellowship with you. We are Pharisees, separated, pure people. Is that okay? So now, you see, all this class of people, they were outcast. Amen? And uh, it was a degrading name 
they just, like I said, people like uh, Matthew were referred to as sinners because how many of you remember who was this that Jesus, was it Zacchaeus? That Jesus went to his house, he's selling fellowship with sinners. You understand that? Who were the people saying that? The Pharisees. <laughs> because the man was worthy and I'm sure he had having some dealing with, with money on the Roman people. <laughs> so he's a sinner. As far as the Pharisees concerned, this is sinner. Alright? Okay. And then, Aside of that, the Samaritans were to them sinners. So, no fellowship. So, all these people, Samaritans, those working for the Roman government, and then um, the blind, the lepers, they were all outcasts as far as the Pharisees were concerned. Is that all right? Are you following it? Okay. All right. So, um, you go back again and read the Bible and look at Matthew chapter 12, I mean Mark chapter 12 verse 12, Luke chapter 20 verse 19. Read all of that, we, um, we'll touch part of those ones. Most of the parables, they were all targeted against the Pharisees. Is that okay? Now we are coming close to the reality of today's message. And I've just mentioned something. Remember, Revelation 22, 15 says, Outside of the city are dogs. The city has light. So if you're outside of the city, you are in darkness. Does it make sense? Okay. 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 Turn with me to Philippians. Philippians. Philippians 3. Look at this one. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, it's not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of concessions. Hallelujah. It's for we are the second season we worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Key point. Outside of the city are dogs. Now here Jesus comes and said, I mean Paul is speaking, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concessions. Who do you think he's talking about? The Pharisees. So you see, the table is turning around. After Christ came, the Gentiles, like he gave to Apostle Paul. Are you getting the picture? Good. The Gentiles accepted Jesus Christ. They came into light. The Pharisees rejected Jesus. They are cut into what? Out of darkness. The Canaanite woman was referred to as a dog, but now the Pharisees have been referred to as what? Dogs. Simple story. <laughs> So when he said you should be cast into outer darkness, he's not just talking about you or talking to you. He's talking to a people who will reject him. They can't share the fellowship of the light which is in God by rejecting him. Hallelujah. For Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. So if you reject light, where else are you going to find yourself? Darkness. Hallelujah. 
Beware of drugs, the juice. Amen. Now, now watch that. It, it was the same Jewish people who were calling the Gentiles world dogs. Now, Paul is turning the whole thing around and referring to them as dogs. Why? Jesus said, You will thought the kingdom to be yours. Men shall come. How many of you remember the story of the centurion? Hmm? In Matthew chapter 8. When he said, just speak the word, my servant shall be healed. And he said, oh, come on, such a great faith. I said of that, men shall come from the east, from the west, from the north, and they shall sit on the same table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom. But the children of the kingdom shall be what? Cast into outer darkness. Is it simple? So the Gentiles are now believing because Abraham was a believer. Whereas the children of the kingdom, which has to do with the stripes and the Pharisees, the very elite group in Israel, will reject Jesus. Now, because they rejected Jesus, where would they find themselves? Out of darkness. So it's not a tomorrow thing. Huh? So if you reject the Lord, you are in darkness. Simple. Now watch this. The Gentiles were in darkness. Now they are going to outer darkness. So it's like a, a 